Hey, everybody. Welcome into another edition of Future Brew, probably the only non-depressing Michigan football podcast anywhere across the interwebs today. My name is Vaughn Lozon, and joining me today are my two usual lovely co-hosts, Stephen Ossentoski and John Simmons. Boys, let's just forget about what happened on Saturday again. Other than all of that, how's everybody doing? John, is, is everything going okay over there in New York? Yeah, everything's good. Uh kind of cold i think for good this time but yeah uh, yeah i'm excited to talk some uh big visit weekends and surprising positivity that i'm not wasn't really expecting yeah me neither um it, it sounded like the time with these recruits uh despite the big l michigan took on saturday it sounded like they had a good time we'll talk about that in just a sec steven how are you my friend Doing well, doing well. Watched a lot of hockey this weekend. That was a, a really fun team to watch. So uh, there are other things to focus on. And <laughs> I mean, yes. as well as the recruiting weekend, positive news, there's positive news elsewhere. And I, I know we'll get to that uh, in a bit as well. But, but no, mm-hmm. it, it, was, it was a good weekend. It sure was. It, it definitely was a good weekend. And uh, it, with, with just hockey and everything, and you're going to be doing a lot more hockey stuff with Maze and Brew. So I'm excited to see where that takes us. And we're going to ramp up that coverage here uh, in the coming weeks. So definitely stay tuned to mazeandbrew.com for all of that. Uh, but we want to talk uh, briefly here uh, just to begin the podcast about this weekend in Ann Arbor. It was quite the busy one uh, for uh, not only just the football team in general, but um, uh, the coaching staff just making sure that they had uh, uh, the plan in place for these recruits setting up where they were going to go visit on campus and uh, just to ensure that they uh, rolled out the red carpet for those guys. And it sounded like all these kids, uh, despite Michigan getting blown out, it sounds like uh, overwhelmingly they all had a good time. So, I mean, among the recruits, obviously a JJ McCarthy, uh, the five-star quarterback in 21, he's pretty much leading the charge in all of this and has been uh, for quite some time. So he really uh, led the charge here on this recruiting visit. Uh, a couple other guys, uh, committed players, junior Colson, four-star linebacker, uh, Christian Dixon was also on campus again, the four-star receiver and, uh, a, a few other notables here, uh, Sierra Wright, uh, in the 21 class, the top 100 cornerback recruit that they have been going after for quite some time. His recruitment's kind of been a little quiet, but from what I gathered from him, uh, it sounded like he had a really good time. And then a few notables in the 22 class, defensive backs, uh, obviously a Domani Jackson, uh, a consensus five-star and probably one of the top players, regardless of position in the 22 class. He is from California. He has said multiple times that Michigan is his dream school and he was finally able to visit. And it sounds like he had a very good time along with uh, some of his family members as well. Will Johnson, another five-star cornerback. He's a little more uh, close to Ann Arbor. He is from the state of Michigan. And again, another five-star defensive back that uh, is very familiar uh, with the program and with Ann Arbor. His father played at Michigan, so he's probably in his ear uh, all the time uh, is preaching the go blue mantra and all, everything along those lines. And uh, Isaac Thompson, 
another 22 defensive back. He's more of your cornerback safety hybrid that uh, Mike Zordich and Don Brown and those guys have been going after over the last couple cycles. He is a, a top 200 player uh, from Missouri. So, John, I want to throw it over to you first. With, with the way that the defensive backs have been playing, uh, obviously cornerbacks have not been playing well. But in my opinion, the safeties have – not really done a great effort either. Uh, Brad Hawkins and, I mean, Dexon Hill has probably been the shining light on this team, uh, but overall uh, with the safeties and cornerbacks, it just hasn't been uh, a great effort overall. Uh, I mean, you could argue the entire defense, but it just from top to bottom, defensive backs, it just hasn't been good. Uh, but it sounds like the message being portrayed here for these guys that were on campus this weekend is that there is a major opportunity for not only just early playing time, but starting time. So I, I think that uh, that's probably going to be the message uh, sent into these guys' ears moving forward, especially uh, given how high they are ranking-wise and uh, the desperate need that they have for talented players in the defensive backfield. Yeah, I think that's definitely the the top pitch you're going to give these guys, given the performance. You know, after the game, just text them saying, "We need you in this defensive backfield. You would be starting for us uh, probably right now." Like that's that's what they want to hear, and it's probably true for guys like. Jackson and Johnson, who are top ten players in the in the country at their position, uh, so it's definitely definitely that. And I think it's also the, the system. Every I think young defensive back uh, who's you know highly ranked loves playing uh, man defense, uh, getting put on an island and uh, you know facing up one on one with receivers in Michigan. Despite you know the outcomes of Don Brown's defense, that is a lot of their system. Uh, so even though they've incorporated more zone, a lot of the players look at all the man that they play and and love uh, the chance to sign up to be playing more man than most college teams. Uh, I would say still uh, use in their in their system. So I think that's another thing that the coaches will point to and uh, use to entice the players. Yeah, and just more immediate here with the 21 class with Sierra Wright, obviously being a top 100 player, he could come in and probably start immediately as well, given how talented he is. And I got to briefly talk with Sierra earlier today uh, just to get his reaction from the visit, and he said it was amazing. And I asked how high Michigan was on his list now after this, and he just said very simply, super high. Uh, so I uh, obviously, I don't know where exactly that falls in line with his other schools, but typically when you say super high, I would think at least top five, if not higher than that. Uh, obviously other schools uh, pursuing him, USC being the hometown school for him. And Oregon is another uh, school that uh, is courting him quite heavily here. Uh, Steven, I'll throw it back over to you just because you do all of the evaluations and the analysis of each game and God bless your soul for doing all of this during this season uh, for a first season here at mazeandbrew.com <laughs> and all of this starts to unravel and there's barely any positive film to go through. So uh, we greatly appreciate your work, Stephen. Uh, but is that kind of the angle that you would take with these defensive backs as well? I mean, they, they had a ton of good guys on campus and uh, they're definitely hoping to snag a few of these guys. Yeah, and I see a lot of, and this goes to the entire class overall, but you see a lot of takes just overall about the overall demeanor of the team, kind of how 
Um, and you could argue they seem like a little down, uh, lack of confidence. I think as you build the relationship in this class, the 21 class, and I think it's even carried over to the 2020 or the 22 class a little bit, I think the camaraderie and what they're building in their relationships that helps build a lot of kind of the confidence you believe in one another. Um, and forming that relationship before you even get to campus, I think helps a lot kind of solidify the, the team aspect that you're in that together. Um, I mean, yeah, if you're the coaching staff, obviously that's the angle you have to take, right? That uh, obviously these are really talented guys to see right. And uh, all the other defensive backs, I've been super high on how Michigan has recruited that, but it's also, I, I think even before we saw the performance, I think the depth chart lend itself really well to pursuing top targets just because, you know, not even looking at the performance this year, we knew it was going to be a depth chart that would, uh, that would recruit well, so to speak. If you, if you want to go with the early playing time angle, you know, that was surely Michigan's approach just because of how it was shaking out with some, mm -hmm. some misses and, and guys who have uh, opted out or, or taking their talents, to the NFL early. So I think that's totally it. I think the biggest thing from this uh, weekend to, kind of highlight is it was a quote from uh, McCarthy that uh, he, he said, I'm so thrilled. And this is a quote you see with my class, you see how surreal they are to get there. And that's like, just, yep. I would go, I would go as far to say that JJ McCarthy is the most important Michigan recruit in the Harbaugh era. And I don't think it's close um, regardless of where the season goes. It seems like they've solidified themselves as uh, a Michigan class first and they, I mean, give credit to the coaching staff on how they've pitched the university of Michigan first and the opportunities that Michigan provides. Cause I think there's a lot of futures that are unknown. So, mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I mean, early playing time is the only angle you can take here, but I was more happy with the overall, um, kind of like steady takes from a lot of the commits already. And that will only help, um, encourage the remaining guys on the board um, yeah. that it'll be a comfortable setting at Michigan next year. It, it was very nice to see all of those uh, commits kind of bond together or band together, I should say. And, and, and not that they really needed to uh, per se to put these things out on social media. I mean, McCarthy, he tweeted out like a, a chapter of a, a, a book and he pretty much just reaffirmed his commitment to Michigan wanted the fan base to take a few deep breaths here and just realize that everything is a work in progress and everything will be okay. And I, I agree with you. I think McCarthy definitely is the most important recruit of the Harbaugh era, given how early he committed, how highly ranked of a player he is and how he has held on to his commitment during all of these ups and downs and everything that has been thrown his way and not being able to really uh, come to campus this season, so to speak, and really bond with his future teammates a ton. He was able to do that a little bit this weekend, but in a normal season, you'd be able to go to these games and, and really be able to soak in everything and, and take in the full experience. But uh, he, he is definitely the most important recruit of the Harbaugh era. There's no question about it. And just the fact that he threw all of that out there really goes to show the leadership traits that he has. And obviously with him being a quarterback, that's definitely one of the uh, more underrated uh, traits of a quarterback is the ability to round up the troops, 
and be that leader. And <laughs> if you watch the game on Saturday, it looks like they really need a guy like McCarthy uh, on the team ASAP. So uh, it's good that he's going to be uh, with the team next year. Hopefully they can kind of turn things around and write the ship next year. Um, so we'll, we'll definitely see, but circling back real quick and I'll, toss it over to John again uh, with Isaac Thompson, uh, the four-star defensive back uh, from St. Louis. He set his commitment date uh, not long after this visit and a few crystal balls rolled in for Michigan, all five predictions now in favor of the Wolverines. He will be announcing his commitment uh, in less than a month on Friday, December 4th. Uh, So it sounds like uh, he'll be pretty locked in. And uh, to me, it sounds like everything that he saw at the University of Michigan this past weekend really convinced him uh, that Ann Arbor is the place for him with all these crystal balls uh, coming in. Uh, Steve Lorenz, he had one on Texas, I believe, and he ended up flipping that. And a few of the other predictions came in from uh, out-of-state recruiting experts as well, including that Texas insider and one from uh, the Arkansas side of things. So, John, uh, it's looking like Michigan is going to be landing their first uh, defensive back recruit uh, in this uh, 22 class. Uh, They had Rouser before, but he decommitted. Uh, This is really important in my opinion. I think this could really start uh, really falling for the dominoes here. And uh, hopefully, if you're a Michigan fan, hopefully more of these defensive back recruits fall in line here with what Thompson might end up doing on the fourth. Yeah, it's always a good sign when someone sets a decision date just following a visit when they haven't really been to other schools either. So I think uh, there's no other way to construe it besides that Michigan's the leader right now. Uh, and it's kind of wild, just, you know, Bob Shoup, his, who would normally be his you know position coach, and uh, one of his major recruiters isn't even with the team right now. So yeah. Sharon Moore is putting in a lot of work there as his primary guy who handles a lot of the plain states and Midwest. So kudos to him for getting a, a commitment with a guy who may not even be, whose uh, coach may not even be on the team next year. So uh, I think he's, they see him a lot as the, the kind of flex cornerback safety guy that they wanted this year out of someone like Ryan Barnes or uh, the other versatile mm-hmm. guys they, they wanted. So uh, it's good that they, they can get someone like that uh, in the next class. Um, and it's, he was just reclassified as a safety in 24-7 too. So he's not going to be one that's going to fill up the cornerback slots. Um, so there's still going to be room for the, the elite guys and, you know, other ones like Miles Rouser or uh, Jaden Gould. Uh, so I think it's a really good pickup for sure. Uh, helps him get into that St. Louis area, which I think has been, uh, could be a pretty fr- uh, fertile recruiting ground for Michigan if they wanted to uh, dip their toe in a little bit more there, uh, get some of those that talent, which isn't really tied to a certain you know local powerhouse school or things like that. So, I think it's going to be a really important pickup. Uh, hopefully, it yeah. sticks. I mean, something could definitely change with Mich- with Michigan's program in the next three weeks. There could be shakeups that make him change his mind, but for now, it looks really good. Yeah, I mean, you you make a very good point about how uh, things could be shaking up. Uh, not that I know anything, but with the way that the season has unfolded, I certainly would not be surprised. So that'll definitely be something to keep 
our eye on moving forward. Uh, one other guy that I want to talk about uh, who was on campus this past weekend is uh, uh, quite familiar with Ann Arbor, and and uh, it, it sounds like Michigan is really high up on his list as well as Tyler Morris, who is a 22 wide receiver, four-star guy, top 100. Uh, he uh, is really close with J.J. McCarthy being from uh, the state of Illinois and also very close with another top 100 wide receiver, Caleb Brown. Uh, he did not make it to campus this weekend, uh, but Michigan is very on, high on him as well and vice versa. I got to talk with Morris uh, for a little bit earlier today as well, and he said that uh, he enjoyed the time. He was there for a couple days. He wasn't just there for the Saturday. So he said on Friday that they went out to eat and just hung out, got to bond with each other. And then Saturday was more so a tour around campus, checking out everything uh, that they could, um, given the restrictions and everything. So it doesn't sound like they really checked out a ton, uh, but they were able to at least get a feel for campus. And then they were able to uh, all get together and eat and watch uh, the Michigan game. So uh, he, he said that he was able to pretty much talk with everybody, had good conversations with all the other recruits and the recruits' families and everything like that. And he admitted that uh, Michigan is still a top school despite what happened on the field. And, uh, and a quote, this is a quote from him. I think it was good seeing what we could build for the 22 class if we all decided to come. Uh, although he's not uh, looking to decide anytime soon, uh, he said that he'll probably end up committing sometime next summer. Uh, still pretty good news moving forward. Steven, I want to ask you about him real quick. Um, you know, the, the offense and defense, the, the team in general this season, it just hasn't really been that great. But it has been nice to see some of these younger receivers kind of start making strides here, although you didn't see a whole lot of Roman Wilson uh, this past Saturday. Uh, the first three weeks, I thought, were very positive for him. Uh, A.J. Henning, you've seen a little bit here and there. And then, obviously, uh, a wide receiver that Tyler Morris is uh, very similar to is Ronnie Bell, and he's really been uh, the constant on the Michigan offense this season. Tyler Morris would be a really big pickup for this class, too. And uh, uh, given what the wide receivers and offense have kind of done and shown at times, I think Morris would really succeed in this offense as well. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up uh... – Ronnie Bell, the comparison is kind of there for me. Um, he His body control uh, really impresses me. He can catch outside his frame really well. He has seemingly a good vertical. I don't have any testing numbers on him, but um, you know, I don't think his speed necessarily uh, pops out to me, but he, he looks advanced at route running and um, again, comfortability, like catching away from his body. And he has like 10 minute long uh, sophomore season highlights of a lot of work on the outside. So, you know, yeah. at, at, six, at six foot, he has the versatility. He can go uh, anywhere and, and, you know, he, he doesn't have the speed that Roman Wilson brings, but I think you, you mentioned that a lot of the freshman playmakers are getting time. And I think that's more of a, um, not like, you know, it doesn't have to be a game-by-game -game basis, but you saw right away that you have the Roman Wilson, A.J. Henning, Blake Corum, your freshman and even sophomore playmakers, if you look throughout uh, the offense right now, those guys are getting, you know, those are the bulk of the skill position players right now for Michigan. And that's, I think, what stands out the most, that Michigan's not afraid to play the guys who um, can buy in quickly, uh, learn the playbook, and, and you know, if, if they're – showing out and then they'll get time and and i think morris would be you know he's a top 60 or top 70 overall recruit so i think he would for sure um for sure be one of those guys i, I like the comment as well you said where they can build something together and just going back really quick to uh isaac thompson um and, and it's interesting to me because you mentioned sharon morris his primary recruiter and 
I think you can not like definitively say that there are um, like, I try to pick apart, like what, what are the reasons that someone would commit? Right. And when you have uncertainty with like the team overall, they're not playing well. Um, and then your position coach isn't really a part of the staff. There's, it's hard to find reasons, but then when you have those sort of little comments from Tyler Morris about building something together, kind of, uh, the JJ McCarthy kind of approach where he's almost like a student recruiter, you could say. Um, and then you have like things that are seemingly moving in the right direction with, uh, Damani Jackson, you could see Sierra Wright as well. So having those guys a lot like mingling together and that movement where we can, that comment again from Morris, where we can build something together, it, it almost leads me to believe there are other guys with a lot of momentum that maybe we haven't heard about yet. You know, like I feel like Isaac Thompson is the first guy that's gotten a lot of those crystal balls. And um, I think it bodes well more for the 2022 class from the weekend and at least the momentum from those guys now, just because of the uncertainty elsewhere within kind of like the, the staff, at least around the safety and defensive back position. So I think it's only a good sign for Thompson. And I, I love the skill set that, uh, that Morris brings. And I think he will project outside kind of similar to Ronnie Bell, as you said. Yeah. And you know that McCarthy's got his hand in everything too with He's not just laying down a good attitude uh, for the 21 class. He's putting in work for 22 as well. So he yeah. definitely has a hand in uh, possibly shaping uh, the thoughts and opinions of how guys uh, go about with the recruiting and how they think and interact with, with other recruits as well. Just trying to get that togetherness going. Uh, I think McCarthy has a hand in that. John, I'll throw it to you for any final thoughts or uh, opinions about this past weekend. Anything else that stood out to you? Uh, not really. I just maybe want to echo some more thoughts on McCarthy about how yeah. even if he, if his performance doesn't reflect his ranking right now, I think his leadership that he's shown now and his ability to, you know, put together this whole weekend and try to keep this class together through a rough season uh, has done more than enough to, to help Michigan football so far. So mm -hmm. uh, I think he's going to have a big impact on the program on or off the field. Yeah, no, I agree. I, and it, it could not be reiterated enough that he is a, a top recruit for a reason both on the field and off the field. So he is uh, as good as they come. So Michigan is very fortunate to have a guy like him uh, during a, uh, a season like this. So uh, we'll definitely uh, bring all of the upcoming updates and news from this past weekend to you guys as soon as we get it. But uh, before we talk about some hoops, yes, that's right. We're going to talk about some basketball recruiting as well. It is time to talk about our latest sponsor, our Amazing Brew Podcast, and that is Homefield. And if you haven't heard of Homefield, now is the perfect time because it is a premium collegiate apparel brand based out of the Midwest in Indianapolis. And not only is their stuff super comfortable, but it is officially licensed skiers. So they really do not screw around when it comes to their designs. The team over at Homefield, now this is the thing that really got me. Team over at Homefield, they study every school's history, traditions, and legacies to really create thoughtful designs that tells the unique story of each university. And you can definitely tell with everything they've got going on on their t-shirts and everything else. They launched their Michigan line earlier this month. And if you haven't seen it yet, go check it out. They got some amazing original designs that you honestly will not find anywhere else. Uh, so if you're looking for t-shirts or crew necks, Homefield definitely has anything you need to stay cozy while rooting for your favorite team. So if you're looking for some vintage apparel, look no further than Homefield. 
And please, if you do uh, go visit homefieldapparel.com, use the promo code MNB and you will get 20% off the entirety of your first order. And that's not just one item. That is 20% off your entire order. So again, use the promo code MNB at checkout to get 20% off your entire first order. So head over to homefieldapparel.com and start shopping for the holidays today. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors in life, whether they be big, small, or anywhere in between. And when we keep those bottled up, it can start to affect us in a negative way. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched up with a licensed therapist, and if for some reason that therapist isn't working out for you, you can switch at any time for no additional charge. Get life's challenges off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Block M to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Block M. All right, we are back and we are going to round out our podcast today talking about basketball recruiting and it has been Something else for Juwan Howard and the Wolverines, this recruiting cycle, this 21 class, it is all signed, sealed, and delivered. Their six-man class, it is something. And they are the number one ranked recruiting class as of this recording, and they're hoping to keep it that way. Um, But this is a hell of a class, and I never thought that – uh, it would be this good. I thought Juwan would, would get some pretty good recruits in, in here in Ann Arbor, but he has done a phenomenal job uh, with the short amount of time that he really has had in Ann Arbor, and he's really gotten these guys to buy in. So let's just run through these guys real quick, and uh, we'll kind of go in-depth as we go. But the highest-ranked guy uh, in this class, number Eight overall on the composite is Caleb Houston, power forward from Monteverde, Florida, played at Monteverde Academy. As he is 6'8", 205, and uh, he could definitely be an instant impact guy when he gets to Ann Arbor. Following him, another five-star, number 20 overall is Musa Diabate. He plays at IMG Academy. He's listed as a power forward at 6'10", 215 you would imagine that he could probably play the four or the five uh, in Juwan Howard's system here at Michigan. Uh, Following that is Frankie Collins, who is the point guard of this class. Uh, He is number 59 overall at 6'1", 180. Uh, Definitely has that kind of game uh, that we have seen all too familiarly uh, with uh, Michigan with uh, Xavier Simpson. Uh, in Ann Arbor over the past four years, definitely uh, an assist a guy. If uh, you've ever seen one from the point guard position, he really knows how to uh, dish off the ball. Uh, Kobe Bufkin is another guard in this class. He's from Grand Rapids, and he is number 63 on the composite, 6'4", 175. Really excited about what he brings to the table as well. I think he has a chance to be uh, not only just one of the more 
uh, talented players in this class, but uh, maybe uh, by the end of it, I, I don't think he's a one and done kind of guy. I think he could uh, last a few years here in Ann Arbor and really leave a lasting impact. Uh, Isaiah Barnes is a wing at six six one eighty. They listed as a small forward, uh, but he'll be able to play a few positions as well. Number 114 on the composite. And then finally, Will Cheddar, another power forward in this class from Minnesota. Uh, number 155 on the composite, the lone three-star in this class, 6'8", 225. So that is your 21 class. And they've got everybody signed, and it, it is one hell of a class, like I said already. Uh, a great work by Juwan and everybody to reel in these guys. And definitely good work down the stretch to get these five stars in this class because uh, it, they were really uh, the last two guys uh, to end up committing in this class. So uh, kudos to uh, the guys over in Ann Arbor to get these guys in. John, I'll throw it to you, man. Uh, I'm really excited about this class. And I mean, needless to say, because you got two five stars. You got a couple other four stars that could play right away in Collins and Bufkin. And then you got a couple developmental guys in Barnes and Cheddar. I think, uh, I think Michigan fans are going to be really excited once these guys get to campus. Yeah. How could you not be pumped for the number one class in the country as it stands right now? Uh, it's basically filled out with every, every position you needed, uh, you know, got a couple of big men that uh, was kind of the, the biggest hole uh, in the in Michigan's roster right now, but uh, got guys that can make an instant impact in Gibate in Houston and also Cheddar to you know that can build for the future. So uh, we talked about this last week, but it, yeah, it's a good balance of the the instant impact guys and the the developmental program uh, players that will be provide the leadership and kind of the glue in years three and four. Uh, so I think it's it's a great class. There's even some potential for some guys to move up. I, I know that there's some buzz that Buffkin could maybe crack that top 50 soon. Um, and even someone like uh, Frankie Collins could get a slight update after his uh, a good performance at some recent tournaments. So I think uh, there's, even though everyone's signed and the class is done, there's still some chance uh, that the, the ranking gets bumped up just a little bit more. Yeah, I think there's definitely a chance with Buffkin. There's talk about that. Maybe Frankie Collins. We'll definitely see. But, Stephen, I want to pass it over to you. Obviously, I'm very excited about not only just the five stars, but pretty much everybody in this class. I think these guys really all do have a chance to uh, leave a good impact and, and a lasting legacy in Ann Arbor. Who are you most looking forward to seeing a suit up uh, in the maize and blue. Uh, it could be a five-star. It could be Will Chatter, the, th the only three-star. Who are you most looking forward to seeing? I think it's got to be Frankie Collins. Um, I watched a lot of his game. Uh, it was on ESPN Showcase. I think it was against Bronny, his, his, his team. So uh, I know uh, Frankie Collins plays along uh, Jaden Hardy, who's number four national guy in the 2021 class. And uh, you could make an argument that Frankie Collins was player of the game. I mean, I think you know, Hardy had 39 points. I think uh, Collins had 19, but, but man, on, on the defensive side of the, of, of the game there, Frankie Collins was just a force. Um, and to me, the like word that keeps coming to mind when I think of him is enabler. He enables a ton of talent around him with his court vision, um, his defense. He had the game winning rebound. Uh, his team was up by three uh, and he just went down low and, and he has an insane vertical as well. So it's not just, 
you know, that he enables others because of a, a lack of play on his end. He can like shoot, like he's a fine shooter, um, but he's, he realizes his skill set and he, uh, like I said, enables the talent around him and he elevates the play of everyone. And then, so I think that's what makes it most excited because at the point guard, that's what you like to see on, you know, defense and toughness. And, um, you know, obviously your court vision is really important. So with the amount of talent around him, I think he's going to unlock a lot of that potential overall. Um, and then it was funny. I think Buffkin, uh, you mentioned John and, uh, I was watching just a YouTube video from a couple of weeks ago of him at the, uh, it was like an open run gym in Chicago and it was uh, he was playing amongst some like Euro pros, some G league players just with a, a, I don't know who this guy is who runs these open gyms, but a a really talented uh, pickup game, so to speak. And he was really impressing. It's really impressive video Uh, recommend it's from ball is life. And uh, there was another guy who kept popping out on film. I was like, who is this guy? Like this guy is really impressing me. Not only Buffkin, but a guy he was playing with and it had, it happened to be Isaiah Barnes. So (laughs) there was something right. Yeah. I wasn't even watching for him. And I like just looked it up and I was like, Oh, that's another Michigan commit from the same class. So, um, so yeah, it's, it's hard to pick just one guy. I mean, the two five stars are going to flash, but, um, I'm excited at the the meat of the class, the guy you guys you expect to stay maybe two three years. Those guys are underrated and are like I said, going to unlock the potential of the rest of the class. Totally agree, and, and I think it's going to be something moving forward to see how Juwan Howard really builds his classes. He didn't really get a, a full swing of things in 2020, uh, but 21, I think, is more so what you're going to see moving forward. Uh, he's going to go for a couple of those five-star guys. He's going to go for a few of those guys uh, that uh, are more developmental uh, program guys that end up staying four or five years, uh, like a Duncan Robinson, something along those lines. So I, I'm excited to see how all that goes. But I, I think from these Six players, I think I'm most excited to see Diabate. Uh, Michigan really hasn't had uh, a center or I guess a four or five, whatever you want to call him, like him. Uh, I'm Man, I, I don't really know. I, I don't know the last time they really have had a guy like him. Um, just a versatile guy, long arms, can rebound really well, has got a pretty nice shot. I think he's got uh, loads of potential given the fact that Howard has helped develop a lot of bigs in the NBA. And uh, I, I really like uh, the trajectory of, of where his career could end up going, uh, not only just in Ann Arbor, but also in the NBA. I think he's got potential there too. Uh, John, I'll throw it back over to you. We'll wrap this up. Who are you most looking forward to seeing from this class? Uh, I think I kind of like Buffkin a lot. Uh, You know, there's a lot of good things from his game that uh, Steven was talking about earlier. And I just like the, I think the narrative of the Michigan kid uh, doing really well, the one lone in-state player. Um, So I think if he does, uh, if he's successful, I think that'll help a lot with Howard's recruiting too. So um, I just like his game a lot and I'm, I'm looking forward to see how he does. Yeah, I think Buffkin's got loads of potential. And, uh, you know, I don't want to give any lofty comparisons or anything, but I think he's got a chance to be one of the better guards that Michigan has had since uh, a guy named Trey Burke. So uh, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> uh, Steven, any any other final thoughts on this class? I, I really enjoy what Jawan Howard has been able to do with this recruiting class, especially given the fact that Todd dipped out last cycle. Josh Christopher pulled a quick one on everybody. Uh, now he's finally got his five stars. He's got some real nice players. Uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing how this all goes. Did you have any other final thoughts, my man? 
Only thing would be that I think there were, you could say a lot of misses for uh, Juwan Howard early on in recruiting. You mentioned Isaiah Todd or, you know, Josh Christopher, a lot of guys that he missed on and he still pulled in the top class and uh, it's extremely impressive. So not only being, you know, top two, uh, you know, on a lot of really impressive prospects, but he's been able to yeah. fin finish the class out here in, in really impressive fashion. So I don't, it, it doesn't feel like a one-off. It feels like something that, um, you know, might not be number one class moving forward every single year, but this seems sustainable uh, if he can hack it on the, on the actual court. And I don't, I don't see any reason to believe he won't do so. I think that's a good place to leave it. And, and that's like the highest of high notes that you could possibly leave a podcast. So nothing more needs to be said after that. Thank you, Stephen. Uh, <laughs> mic drop. Exactly. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Vaughn underscore Lozon. John, where are you at my friend? At Simmons underscore John. Stephen, how about you? At Stephen Toski. And follow Maze and Brew on all your social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, you name it, we're probably on it. And give us five-star reviews and be sure to uh, rate, subscribe, all that stuff uh, to the Maze and Brew Podcast Network. We would greatly appreciate it. And as we appreciate you listening to another future brew podcast here on maizeandbrew.com. Until next time, he is John, he's Steven, I'm Vaughn. Talk to you next time.